Hello everyone, welcome back to BC Career Cloud's 50 Shade of Pink podcast. My name is Josephine and I'll be the host for today's episode. It's been a while and we're glad to have Miss Rachel and Miss Amanda here with us today. So on behalf of the BC Career Club, I would like to give my deepest appreciation to both of you for taking your time to join us today. Now, before we begin, let's have our speakers to briefly introduce themselves. Let's start with Miss Rachel. Hello everyone, my name is Rachel and um... I want to say thank you for thank you to BAC Career Club for having me today. I'm looking forward to learn and share more about myself and also with everyone of you here. Nice to have you, Miss Rachel. What about you, Miss Amanda? Hi everyone. Good evening. Thanks, Josephine and the back the BAC Career Club for inviting me for uh, this uh, podcast. So my name is Amanda. I'm basically the Community Development Manager at the Bikit Right Movement, which is actually the CSR arm of uh, BAC. And I am also an advocate for persons with disabilities. So looking forward to share my experience with all of you later. Thank you very much, Miss Amanda. All right, now let's dive into the questions. Miss Rachel, what inspired you to pursue a career in the industry that you're currently in? Well, um, I graduated with a law degree many years back and I did not want it to be redundant because I'm not practicing law. So I think that by not putting my effort to waste, I'm currently attached to Lapsus Lapsus as a, as a PAL, which is the uh, practice area lead which primarily working on content acquisition and after commissioning for the local Malaysian products and also the legal markets. So in that way, I, you know, I sort of like brought myself back into the legal community and give back that way. Right, that's cool. What about you, Miss Amanda? What inspired you to pursue this career that you're currently in? Well, I was back, back in my uh, primary education and also secondary education. Uh, access to education remains a challenge for people with disability. So a bit of background, I'm uh, blind. And for a student who is blind, you basically have two options. One option is basically you enroll in an entirely uh, special school or you call a scholar has or the school for the blind, which I do not take because uh, my parents think that uh, it is. It would be good for me to interact with uh, people who are non-disabled so that I will be able to uh, integrate myself with society in the future. And during my study period, it makes me realize that people with disability face various uh, challenges. A simple example would be during my secondary school education, I was the only blind student who opted to sit for the subject of additional mathematics. And it is an uphill struggle for me to convince the school to allow me to sit for that paper. So this made me realize that there needs to be advocates for persons with disability. And I pursue a career in the legal field. Well, after getting my law degree and also uh, doing my certificate in legal practice and uh, reading in chambers at one of the well-established firms, which is a screen, it is also very difficult for me to seek employment, uh, despite being admitted as an advocate and solicitor of the High Court of Malaya, because uh, the awareness level of the society today on uh, what a person with disability actually needs remains very low. So I decided to go into community service where I champion for diversity and inclusion. And one of my primary focus is actually advocating 
for the rights of uh, persons with disabilities. And also I do a lot of projects uh, which actually seeks to promote the inclusivity uh, and uh, providing better access to persons with disabilities in terms of employment, education, and also uh, information. I see you both have a very interesting background and about your career that you're currently pursuing. And I'm sure, as you all have mentioned, there are so many obstacles and challenges that you have faced. So could you share a bit more what are these obstacles that you have faced during the start of your career and even currently right now? Um, we'll start with Miss Amanda. Now, one of the biggest challenges that I actually face is that people do not understand the needs of a person with disability. They, do, they are not aware of the needs. Well, this arises due to the stigma that a Malaysian society placed on a person with disability. So a simple example would be when you look at a blind individual in Malaysia, the three top profession that actually come to one's mind is actually uh, they can do massage, or they can be a receptionist, or they could just be buskers or uh, selling uh, tissue paper or other, uh, what you call, goods by the roadside. And this perception actually leads a society towards the perception that a person with disability, uh, okay, from, I, I will be speaking from the point of view of a blind uh, individual given uh, by disability, but it is actually uh, generally for all persons with disability as well. Given these stigmas, uh, society actually thinks that not much can be done for persons with disability. And they look upon the community with a sympathy rather than empathy. Well, I always uh, believe that uh, people should be empowered to achieve uh, their full potential and not be looked upon as sympathy. It is empathy and not sympathy. But the Malaysian mindset, sadly, still remains on sympathy. So instead of uh, people actually trying to empower a person with disability to achieve what he or she can achieve, uh, persons in Malaysia tend to focus on what can we support you now so that uh, your needs will be fulfilled. They do not think like in the long run. So opportunities for persons with disabilities are lacking. Like I shared earlier, number one, access to employment and also uh, education opportunities are really lacking. And one, this, uh, what they call obstacle is especially so during uh, COVID-19 because uh, access to information is very limited for persons with disability. But I will say that uh, for persons with myself, if you ask me what are the obstacles that I uh, face, the great, uh, what do you call it? the greatest challenge I shared earlier is the awareness part. But uh, in terms of accessibility, I am actually very grateful because I got uh, supportive colleagues, I got supportive friends and family, and then I got myself updated with the latest technology which actually uh, enable a blind individual to do a lot of things like uh, accessing the internet, do uh, various stuff. So I do not feel that my disability is a challenge to me anyway, because I am trained to be uh, independent, so to say. But others, I'm speaking in the case of others, uh, they, they are not so fortunate. So their independence are curtailed because uh, this accessibility problems present a challenge for them. And it is actually time to change society's perception so that the uh, persons with disability can 
actually be empowered to achieve their dreams, like just like me. For example, like during my time, when I decided to pursue a career in a legal field, I called up various colleges and most of them asked me two questions. Number one, you are a blind individual, right? I said, yes, I am. The second question would be, why would you want to study law? You're blind. You can't, yeah, I don't think this profession is suitable for you. The perception still remains so ignorant because uh, like I said, the mindset that they have for the person with disability actually limits the opportunities that are available for a person with disability. Myself, for example, I would very much like to practice as a lawyer in the, uh, in the beginning after my chambering, but the opportunity was not given to me because of uh, this perception. And the second would be the companies are not well prepared to actually uh, accommodate the needs of a person with disability due to this awareness level. They think that it is a cost factor to provide uh, employment opportunities to a person with disability like me because uh, if their perception is that if I could hire someone who is able-bodied to perform the task, why would I need to hire you? Yeah, so these are some of the challenges and obstacles that I face. And I'm speaking in generally for other persons with disability as well, not just myself. Thank you very much for that, Ms. Manda. Yes, I agree very much. The perceptions that other people place on us can somewhat teach us to what we are capable of doing. What about you, Ms. Rachel? I think what Ms. Amanda mentioned earlier is very on the dot and on the point already, but I would like to um, elaborate something further. It's when I first seek employment. It has always been my modus operandi. You see, when you seek employment, it's actually a very tough industry, right? With all the unemployment and a lot of fresh grads around, it's even more tough than being a differently able individual and also being a woman. So it has always been my modus operandi to either call up when I seek any vacancy um, posters out there. I'll call up the company and I'll ask them whether the company has suiting my needs or not because I a, I'm a semi-wheelchair-bound user and uh, whether the lift is working, whether there's rent and we do not have to rely on the staircase most of the time. And most of the answers that I receive would be that, oh, um, unfortunately, we, we, we don't cater for your needs. You cannot cater for your needs. Or, you know, we, uh, we, can, we can give a try. You can send in your CV, so which I did. But needless to say, most of the time, I would not even receive a single. It, it would just be a job date silent issue. I would not receive any replies from that. And... Sometimes they will just revert my email and say that unfortunately the role is already the vacancy has already been taken by someone else. We wish you all the food, uh, best and best in the future. Then, ironically, I will be able I'll be seeing the same vacancy post again online. So it's always been my uh, what I believe is that it's always a willing taker and a willing buyer. Well, although you have the best office out there, if I am not. Um, agreeable or I'm not interested in that job, it wouldn't be an it wouldn't be an issue either, right? Because I'm I wouldn't be a willing buyer. So that has always been my modus operandi. And I'm lucky enough that um currently I'm now employed by Lexus Nexus. 
And when I first joined these companies, actually a total new environment, not like my previous employment at all. But the great thing is that, as mentioned by Miss Amanda earlier, we really need really close-knitted supportive colleagues and friends and also team members, which I got. And we bonded instantly and there is no awkwardness or dumb questions being asked. They are very willing to share and also teach. So that's what I'm very thankful for. There are always pros and cons in everything we do in life. So if you're willing to step out of your comfort zone, we can always get we can always, you know, uh, develop something further in life. That's what that's my motto in life. Thank you for that great sharing. I do agree that Malaysia or even the companies in Malaysia have not fully developed to a point where they are able to accommodate for the needs of um, the special needs in this country. Um, the next question would be now, what would you advise um, upcoming talented students who wish to pursue an occupation in this field in light of possible obstacles that they may face? Um, for me, it's very simple. An individual, regardless of whether you are you are differently able or not, we we'll always have to do our research and our due diligence. We need to do our research well to see what is the potential company or potential employment employer that you are going to seek, whether you'll be interested in that particular field or not. That is the most important thing. And uh, well, as to whether they offer you a, a good perks to the job, that's also very important. And most, most, oh, sorry, most importantly, you need to be passionate about your skills, that, I mean, the job that you'll be enrolled in. Yeah. And everything will just follow along the way if you have the passion and also the drive to seek for the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, you've mentioned earlier about how it's very difficult for the especially able to find a place to work or to even feel like they belong or to have the support of people. So what are some of the ways that um, we can help to amend the obstacles and what possibly could the listeners do to implement changes in this area? Okay. Uh, firstly, I would like to give kudos to the, um, to the government for the recent budget of 750 subsidy by the Perkeso to all employers hiring OKU. Well, this is like a small stepping stone for all employers to highlight the needs or the create the needed awareness to hire the right group of uh, orang kurang upaya, right? Well, employers or even colleagues need to give us differently able a chance. Some of us are not even intellectually affected, just like Miss Amanda and I, right? And somehow the OKUs might even perform better if we are given the right platform and also opportunities. Right. Thank you very much, Miss Rachel. Now, Miss Amanda, what are some of your goals that you're pursuing in this field as an advocate and even in your career? <clears throat> the first goal, of course, is awareness raising because I mentioned awareness level is very low. So what we actually do at the Make It Right Movement with regards to awareness raising is that we do something called a diversity and inclusion training. We offer this to uh, corporate bodies who uh, want to... Uh, explore the opportunity of hiring a person who is disabled. So how do you prepare a company to hire someone who is blind? How do you prepare someone to hire, uh, how do you prepare a company who wants to hire a person who is wheelchair bound? How does a company prepare to accommodate people on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum? 
And we do this by uh, providing a briefings to them and uh, also uh, practical examples. Well, my organization uh, consists of 50% uh, uh, persons with disabilities, including myself, uh, and we have different disabilities, so to say. So during these briefings, we will give our perspectives and also the company will actually tell us what are their concerns. If I hire a person with disability, what are my some of the concerns that I will face? What are some of the things that I need to be aware of? So we educate the companies on this requirement. We also have a job portal called specialjobs.com.my where we provide a dedicated space for employers who are interested to hire uh, persons with disability to upload their uh, job vacancies and the specific requirements and also a person who is disabled to upload their CV and we will do job matching for them and we see which job is suitable for which uh, persons with disability and awareness uh, raising actually goes a long way and we also decided that a person with disability himself or herself also needs to take the initiative uh, to be adaptable and flexible in order to accommodate the needs of a particular company because uh, when you look at both sides of the coin so both sides must work together in order to find the best uh, solution that can accommodate everyone so a simple example would be whenever a company wants to employ a person who is blind like myself they would ask what would i need so i would tell them oh i would need uh, materials to be prepared in soft copy so that we'll be able to read but i have my own uh, laptop i have my own uh, screen reader software or voiceover software that can assist me to perform my task. So yeah, it goes both way because you can't be you can't expect a company to fully accommodate the needs of a person with disability. Well, of course, uh, if they're able to do so, it will be good in the long term. But the person with disability himself or herself must also educate a company, not just company, society in general of what they need. And uh, societies should not just assume about the needs of a person with disability, they should ask. So the key is ask and not assume. Well, a simple example would be uh, like myself as a blind individual, when I go out with my colleagues for lunch, people tend to look at my colleagues and ask them what would I like to have instead of asking me directly. Why? Because they assume that I'm not able to make an independent choice by myself. Or whenever, uh, as another example would be uh, in terms of a website or website developers, so to say, they when uh, some website developers design websites, they do not actually have uh, the needs of persons with disability in mind. So for example, when I'm doing online shopping, I would like to buy a dress, and uh, the colors are not uh, written in the text. I, of course, it, it can be seen on screen, but it's not written out. So I am unable to choose the color I want by myself and I would need help from the others. So this uh, kind of uh, challenge or obstacle actually takes away the independence of a person with disability. And uh, this is also like I shared earlier due to the lack of awareness where they do not think that a person with disability would be able to go online for shopping. So like uh, for me, myself as an advocate, it is uh, very important to change the perception of a society towards a persons with disability in order to facilitate a better access. And advocacy, of course, I've been doing this for three years, or close to four years now. I started in April 2019. It's an up 
uphill struggle because you have a lot of challenges, you have a lot of obstacles, you have new obstacles every day because uh, the world is evolving. And when there are new obstacles, you need to think of a way of how you can actually utilize uh, the weaknesses or loopholes in the particular challenge to the advantage. Uh, how can you actually uh, make this loophole an opportunity for a person with disability to thrive and how can they actually integrate into society? Thank you very much, Miss Amanda. You've mentioned earlier that, you know, you started this since April 2019 and, you know, the world is developing. So there are new challenges every day. And you've also mentioned that it takes both sides to, you know, keep this going, to improve, uh, to facilitate more for uh, those who are specially able. So it is difficult. So what keeps you going and keeps you on track on reaching your goals? I'm learning myself as well. Well, as a person with disability, I'm learning myself. Uh, for example, technology would be um, a good example. Technology is evolving every day. So there are new apps every day. And once there are new apps, it is important to test out the accessibility. How can a person with disability use this app? Like, for example, during COVID, there's MySujatra. How accessible is MySujatra? How uh, is a person with disability able to scan? Or if they cannot scan, what can they do to actually uh, help their, uh, what do you call, user experience on the app more effective for them? And what are the tools that will allow a person with disability to achieve their full potential? So it's a learning curve. And every day, there are new things to learn and new things to adapt to. And uh, adaptability level and flexibility level for uh, each person is different. For each uh, organization is also different. And it also depends on a particular uh, organization's culture on how you can actually be adaptable and flexible to cater to the needs of uh, the persons you employ, uh, in a, especially like uh, persons with disability. And also the second one would be what keeps me going, you ask, is of course uh, the passion to champion for a better tomorrow for persons with disability. And this is not just from a practical aspect. It is also in terms of uh, laws and policies. But just a brief uh, background, we actually ratify the Convention of the Rights of a Person with Disability as a member of the UN. And uh, it was done in the 2010. And the Persons with Disabilities Act in Malaysia actually came into force in 2008. So it has been almost 15 years now, but there are still loopholes in the law and it has not been amended. A simple example would be there is no provision on anti-discrimination of persons with disability. And there is an automatic uh, blanket immunity against uh, the government for any uh, what you call acts or omissions against uh, persons with disability. Well, for example, if, uh, a simple example would be if, for me as a blind individual, I'm walking uh, across the road and then I do my cane is not able to detect a manhole in the road. And in the event I fall, I'm not able to bring a claim because there is no provision allowing for such claim in the act. And this needs to be amended. Uh, there has been uh, numerous uh, attempts to amend the act, but given the uh, number one political uh, changes and also the constant uh, change of goalposts of the current uh, Department of Welfare, where the, the 
officers keep changing and then policies keep changing, everything gets moved around. So this process is really slow and really takes a lot of patience and there are a lot of other advocates uh, besides myself who is doing this. And we really, really need uh, those who are, uh, what do you call, really passionate about this cause to continue the journey. We will get there and we, uh, we are getting there, but not quite. And there's still a long way to go. So you ask me what keeps me going. Number one, of course, being a person with disability myself is the passion. And then the second would be, like I say, the world is changing and it's always a learning curve. So never say never. And like uh, Miss Rachel said earlier, move out of your comfort zone and uh, think of what you can actually achieve to help others in your community who are in need. That's really great. Thank you very much, Miss Amanda. Um, now, Miss Rachel and Miss Amanda, you've both shared a lot about the things that you've done and those are really amazing things, you know, despite the struggles and challenges that you go through, that you still persevere and uh, to look at where you are today. So could you please share with us your proudest moment or something that gives you the feeling of accomplishment in your career? Um, thankful that I'm able to get this job being employed. And it's not only to prove to myself that by studying hard or smart, I'll be able to be employed, but also others in the, the other differently able individuals who are always pessimists and also always wanting to give up. I say that with the right man, mindset and the right skills, we'll be able to secure employment too, to never ever give up. Okay, what about you, Ms. Amanda? <laughs> Well, with regards to your first question, my proudest milestone, uh, there are two actually. The first is actually uh, being enrolled as an advocate and solicitor of the High Court of Malaya. This is after my chambering. I will remember the date is 15th of February 2019. And I was actually told by the Malaysian Bar, I, will, I am the first blind women lawyer to be admitted to the Malaysian Bar. And this is actually uh, something that I'm very proud of because uh, number one, it shows that nothing is impossible. And it also uh, provides uh, an opportunity for the legal sector to know that nothing is impossible and they should open more uh, opportunities for a person with disability who is keen to pursue a career in the legal field. And it is hoped that uh, whenever any students call up colleges to say that, oh, I would like to study law, they won't ask the question again. You are disabled. Why would you want to study law? Yeah, so this is one of the uh, proudest milestones. The second one would be when I complete a particular project uh, with my team. Well, like doing community service is a totally a different, uh, totally different uh, ball game as compared to uh, practicing. Well, when you are practicing as a lawyer, uh, you win the case and uh, uh, for your client, of course, like you feel happy. And then uh, the next day you move on to another client and the process continues. So when I uh, do community service project, you realize that you manage to get close to the community, you connect with them, and then you understand their needs. And when you're able to make an impact to their lives, you, uh, for me, I feel uh, very happy and also exhilarated because uh, I managed to add value to their life, uh, enrich their lives and also uh, transform or make a difference 
to their lives in some way, like for example, helping someone uh, get employment or educating uh, someone on uh, entrepreneurship uh, skills so that they're able to start their own business. And the process continues because uh, once you build up and foster these uh, connections with the community, it will be uh, more, uh, what do you call, uh, close-knitted. And then in the long term, uh, you would feel that, uh, what do you call, what you actually set out to achieve with them is uh, uh, you are able to, what you call, see the result when they're able to achieve something like uh, starting their own business and then there's continuity. So yeah, there. this is one of the proudest milestones as well, the satisfaction again from doing a community service projects. Besides uh, helping others, I also feel a sense of uh, joy as well doing that. And my uh, advice to uh, future students, there are three. Number one, never said never. So when you want to do something, just put your mind to it. And then if you manage to find ways that you are able to do it, or you can mitigate the challenges to help you achieve that goal, just do it and take it one step at a time. It is hard. Of course, it is uh, challenging. But with the right attitude, you will get there. And the second one would be, uh, this is more for the society, is look at uh, abilities and instead of disabilities of uh, persons with disability. Focus not on what a person with disability cannot do, but what they can do and what you can do to make their, to empower them to be able to, uh, what do you call, achieve their dreams and also, uh, realize uh, their life goals and the third one of course i always say this i say this in the beginning empathy and not sympathy empower a person with disability to achieve his or her full potential and not just uh, support them in the short term to fulfill a particular need and then just uh, forget about things and then you can move on yeah so these are the Talk, uh, the three uh, advice that I would like to share with the students and also the society in general. Thank you very much for that. That was really inspiring. I'm sure um, the listeners would have learned a lot from that. Um, Miss Rachel, um, what are some memorable messages or anything that you'd like to say to listeners out there? I think what Miss Amanda mentioned is very appropriate already, but I would like to add in to say that Fellow listeners who are listening, always remember that nobody's life is a bit of roses. We all have, of course, various um, challenges and uh, I call that, uh, challenges and also the cons and everything in life. But all we have to do is with the right mindset and the right attitude and the right approach and just do our level best. I would never claim that despite being differently able, I am having the worst situation ever. So as long as you are not dampened by your obstacles, you shouldn't be dampened by it, obviously. Everything can be overcome. So do not give up and do not give in. Just keep on moving. Thank you very much. The stories that you all have shared today are truly inspiring. And I'm sure it has opened doors for many other especially able people out there and you know, I really like how uh, what you highlight just now, Miss Amanda, about focusing on the ability and not the disabilities of people. Thank you very much, Miss Amanda and Miss Rachel. I really felt that today's session was really informative and I'm sure our listeners think so too. So I'd like to give you my biggest appreciation for joining us today. We've learned so much. And in today's podcast, we 
have achieved much and we hope to enlighten the public on the contribution of women in every industry and to celebrate their career journey together. And on that note, it has been a pleasure to be your host for today's episode. Thank you for listening and don't forget to follow us on Spotify.